This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big Sills Thursday edition of the National Football Show Pull up a chair, put your phone somewhere Have us on your desktop, your tablet, YouTube, wherever We appreciate you, Twitch We appreciate you guys coming aboard Divisional round of the NFL Road to the Super Bowl is this weekend Amazing Amazing time of the year. By the way, have you noticed something different that's going on now in the NFL postseason? Well, the postseason for some teams, teams that have been eliminated. What are coaching staffs now doing? Do you guys see what they're doing? They're tailor-making coaching staffs to the quarterbacks. Look at the firings in Tampa. What do you think that's all about on the offensive side? Tom Brady's going to pick the entire coaching staff. That's going to be the sell to Brady to stay in Tampa. What about in Baltimore, what they're doing? John Harbaugh now and DaCosta and the entire organization sitting down with him going, what do you want us to do? You don't think in Cincinnati, now because we're past January 9th? Oh, that's a significant day. January 9th is the first time that the 2020 quarterback class can start talking contract extension. Was Jalen Hurts in that draft? Bet your ass he was. We're going to hit on that here in a minute. But look at that staff up in Cincinnati. Everything gets tailored around what Joe Burrow wants. That is going to be the new trend in the offseason. What does Aaron Rodgers want? You know, I hear people saying it's time to move on. You're only going to hear the old guys talking that. Time to move on from Aaron Rodgers. To what? Being irrelevant? Bring Nathaniel Hackett back if Rodgers wants him back. Who cares? Who cares? Whatever that guy makes you relevant and puts you in a position at least to contend for a playoff spot. Jordan Love doesn't do anything but prepare you for the upcoming NFL draft. What do you want to be preparing for? The draft or being a playoff contender? Come on, man. Use some common sense. Move on from Aaron Rodgers. How idiotic. Even though the guy's a hemorrhoid. You don't move on from that shit. You try to appease it and coach around it. Dude, you know that's part of coaching too. Some guys are driven like Jalen. 
Some guys are drama queens like Aaron Rodgers. You got to be a coach for it all. That's coaching. I'm going to tell you the difference between Dean Smith and other coaches in basketball or whatever sport. Dean Smith was asked the question. You know, he won two NCAA championships. With Jordan and Worthy and all those great players, Brad Doherty and all them guys that played there, two. And John Wooden won 10. Do you know what the difference is? Dean said this, and I asked him when he was alive. He came on my program years ago. You know what he, you know what he, he goes like this. Yeah, I tried to recruit guys that were kind of like my personality so that I could coach him better. Well, what about the Dennis Rodmans? What about guys like that? Dennis Rodman's got five NBA championship rings. He's a three-time NBA player, defensive player of the year. That's what made Phil Jackson the greatest NBA coach in history. He knew how to take the dishes, and he knew how to manage them all. He had other people to put personnel on the Bulls. Other people to draw up defensive plays, like Tex Winter. He was the guy that was making sure that the Ringling Brothers circus went on every night. That's coaching. Coaching all time. Jimmy Johnson's the greatest at that, coaching personalities. you got to coach them all. So you got to coach Aaron Rodgers. That's what makes a great coach. Diverse personalities on your roster. This guy versus that guy but all rowing in the same direction. Yeah, that stuff with Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich, leave your ego at the door. Well, how's he been since Tim Duncan left? How's he been since Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker left? Jimmy's and Joe's win championships, okay? When you have the right jockey, the jockey can lead you past the finish line for sure. Got to have the jockey. But you got to have the Jimmys and the Joes. You know, it's funny. I bring up Tim Duncan. I'm going to compare, and I did this before, and I'll do it again. Tim Duncan and Jalen Hurts have a lot in common. They're the most boring stars I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen a more boring Eagle team in my life than what I watch each and every single week. It's boring. It's boring. But weren't the Patriots really boring for 20 years? Right? How many times did we say this? Shit. The Spurs are in the NBA Finals again. No one's watching. Right? How many? Shaq and Kobe? Shaq and Kobe, man? You had theater. Aaron Rodgers. Theater. Okay? Look at Danko. Sounds like your opinion. Check the ratings. The Dallas Cowboys... $30 million in a blowout game on a Monday night versus the Buccaneers and Brady. But they're the highest rated game and TV show every week when they're on. The Eagles? I don't know. They're somewhere. Dang, that's fact. The Cowboys are the highest rated TV show every week. The Eagles? There's a reason for that. You're boring. It's boring. 
I'm not saying winning championships, you have to be running through hula hoops. I actually like the boring. But you're never going to be talked about as a team like some of these other teams because sports media covers drama. They don't cover good. Nobody liked covering the Spurs. Just like nobody likes covering the Eagles. Are you as talented and maybe in some aspects the most talented team in the NFL? If you're the most talented team in the NFL, I'll tell you what. You're not the most covered. That's for damn sure. How could the most talented team in the NFL be the least talented when it comes to covering them by the sports media? They cover Kansas City. They cover the Cowboys. They cover the Niners. They cover the Giants. They don't cover the Eagles. They talk about the Eagles. I like men and I love how Jalen dominates. Dominates what? I haven't seen him dominate anything yet. We're going to get a chance Saturday night. Okay? I watched Jody Mack and John. And they are boring. Way to go, maniac. Hey, I, I told you I like boring. I'm good with boring. You know what boring usually means? Consistency. How long did that dynasty in San Antonio go on for? 20 years? How many, how many years apart? The Patriots were boring. The media made them interesting because of, hey, what made the Patriots a thing on TV? Brady and the scandals. It wasn't their play, really. It was Brady and the scandals. Deflategate. Spygate. Brady winning titles? I don't know. Kicking field goals early on in that run? Right? Boring doesn't sell. The Eagles don't sell. Jalen Hurts is today's version of Tim Duncan. But make sure you understand when I say that with great respect to Tim Duncan. Duncan won more titles than Shaq. Duncan's resume, I think, is better than Shaquille O'Neal's. You'd never know it, though. Shaq's on TNT. Shaq's personality spectacular. Duncan? I mean, seriously, Duncan is like a librarian. Like Jalen. They're boring dudes. Boring dudes. Jalen gets up to the mic. You want to go to bed. And you want you swear you're on 18 no-dose. That's why he if watch this. If Jalen Hurts played in New York, he'd be the hands-down MVP. I'll say it again. If Jalen Hurts played, just like if Tony Gwynn played in New York, they'd be talking about Tony Gwynn like he was Ty Cobb. He's got just as many batting titles as Ty Cobb. Tony Gwynn? You don't bring his name up. You want to hear a stat? In 20 years, Tony Gwynn struck out three times in a game once. In 20 years of play. That's an incredible. He was an amazing player. I was privileged to know him. Privileged. He played in New York or Los Angeles. Be insane. Jalen's probably the most boring guy in the NFL. 
But that's okay. That's okay. It is. That team is always going to be fighting that. You're always going to be second place to the Cowboys. I actually like that fuel. You know what's crazy about the Eagles? They've dominated the Cowboys since 2000. They've dominated them. Okay, dominated. In division titles, playoff wins, a Super Bowl, dominated. No one cares. They cover the Cowboys. No one cares. The game that they're talking about this weekend is not Giants and Eagles. They're talking about San Francisco and Dallas. That's the number one game this weekend for them. Not the Saturday night game. Okay? Jalen Hurts is boring. (sighs) It's okay. All right. This is crazy. I didn't see this, and it got past big sills. This is amazing here. Jalen Hurts is scheduled in 2023 to make $1.3 million with, get this, a 100K roster bonus. That's his salary, 1.3. I missed this day, January 9th. What was that? 10 days ago. 10 days ago was the first time that the Eagles could start talking contract extension with the 2020 NFL quarterback class. That's why he started seeing some comments made by Mike Brown. Mike Brown came out going, but hey, Mike Brown's already pleading poverty. Did you see that? You see Mike Brown pleading poverty? Hey, we want to keep Joe Burrow, but you know, it's not important that, yeah, my mouth is moving and words are coming out. So that's kind of like Mike Brown. Yeah, you know, uh, he, uh, <laughs> you know, you want you don't want to make all the money in the world because you got to pay Jamar Chase and, you know, T. Higg. I'm like, this guy's pretty poverty, and he hasn't even gone into the store yet. I mean, Mike Brown is talking poverty. Joe and his people haven't even come to the plate yet. Hey, how about a dinner at least before you start pleading poverty? Right? I mean, Mike Brown came out this week going, yeah, we really want to keep him, but, you know, hey, yeah, because he knows. This is where Joe Burrow's going to give you a break. Are you ready? Hey, Xander, you know, you know where Joe Burrow's going to give you a break? Okay? This is where, this is where Joe Burrow's going to give you a break. He's going to go like this to Mike Brown, the owner of the Bengals. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Instead of going in the open market and getting $65 million, you could pay me $55. <laughs> I'll take $55 over $5. We'll, we'll start there. Per. And by the way, I want 75% of that thing guaranteed. Okay, the tennis ball's on your side of the court now. Because if I go in the open market, Big Mike... I'm going to get $65 million. Don't let me do that. God forbid he wins the Super Bowl. God forbid he wins the Super Bowl. Okay, what if he goes out and puts the team back in the Super Bowl for a second straight year? 
That price goes up to 70 a year. Aaron Rodgers is going to make 60 this year. That's where you start. You start there. Hey, Big Mike, I won't charge you 65, so I'll charge you 55, and we'll work up from there. Bengals got a big price tag to pay to keep that guy. Hey, when you want a Ferrari, you know, when you got to keep the upkeep on the Ferrari, it ain't, it, it ain't like taking your Acura for an oil change. You know, you take your Acura Legend for an oil change, I bridge you about 100 bucks. You take your Ferrari for an oil change, it costs you about 500 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Where are the Eagles um, talking contract extension with Jalen? It's been 10 days. Nothing? Nobody in the media asked him? January 9th was the day. Officially, you could start talking extension. It, you could do it now, publicly too. You know, the Eagles like to tell you guys all the shit about what's going on, who's healthy, who's not. Is there a quarterback controversy? Is there a quarterback competition? Who's active? Who's not? Planting flowers. Starting to wave. <laughs> Look at Mass. Jalen is a Lamborghini. Come on, man. Okay, come on, man. Jalen's a souped-up 2019 Acura. How you doing? <laughs> With 50,000 miles on it. Hey, where the Eagle owner? Where's the owner? Where's the GM? How come nobody in Philly's asked the question, when are you going to start talking extension? When are you going to talk extension with Jalen Hurts? When? When, when is somebody going to ask the question in Philly? You can legally start your negotiations with Hurts as of January 9th. Nothing? Or are you waiting to see what he does in the postseason? Huh. Huh. I know you watch at the Novacare Center. Big Sills is going to be hammering on this because I'm going to wait until somebody in that pathetic media market asks the question, have you talked contract with Clutch yet? Yes or no? Yes or no? Ask the question. Ask Jalen. He's there every week. You had a whole two weeks to ask him. Hey, have you started talking contract? If he's so important to the future, shit, man, Mike Brown couldn't wait to get to the podium to go. We want him here. We want him here. According to the collective bargaining agreement and the NFL Players Association, as of January 9th, the 2020 quarterback class, and you don't have to worry about a fifth-year option because second-rounders don't have them. Why aren't you talking extension with your boy? Or are you waiting to see what he does in the postseason? Seems to me the Eagles aren't sold yet. Hey, if somebody told me, first guy to the table could buy this Ferrari at this price, and I wanted this per- – how about this? 
If I wanted a date with really a hot woman, I'm not going to let 17 guys stand up to the plate and go, hey, I don't want to be the last guy in line. I want to be the first dude in line. Hey, you know what, man? Let's go out and have some fun here. I want to make her feel important. (whistles) Dank. What do you think his answer would be? Talk to my agency. Talk to Howie. How about this, Dank? Let him answer it. I don't want to talk about that right now. But at least it'll start the conversation going. Yeah, you got a guy that's in line to make $1.3 million in 2023 with a hundred grand roster bonus. You know, I posted something on my Twitter page at Dan Cilio Show. What was it, Xander? A couple months ago where I had a bonus of $45,000 in 1987. In 1987, I had a workout bonus of $45,000. Forty-five in nineteen eighty-seven. This guy's got a hundred thousand dollar roster bonus. Are you kidding me, man? I made more than Jalen. Wow, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So the Eagles haven't began the contract talks yet. Very interesting. Wonder why. Focus is football. Oh, I guess it's different. Arthur in Cincinnati, team that just went to the Super Bowl because they wanted to make Joe Burrow feel right at home. Hey, we want you to have your entire career in Cincinnati. You know, it's funny. I've never heard the Eagles say that we want Jalen Hurts to be in Philadelphia his entire career. I haven't heard that. I heard that in Cincinnati, though, this week. (laughs) Mike Brown, the owner, made sure that those statements – And everything got out there. Hey, Joe, before you get into your playoff run even more deeper, we want you here, and we want you here forever. I haven't heard that. I have heard nothing. And you, hey, now it's legal. I wonder why the Eagles are pausing and balking and hesitating. Why? Can you guys, hey, help me out. Help me out. Why do you think they're waiting? I have an idea. It's a Philly thing? (laughs) Dank, it's just another tactic by Seals to get a rise at. Look at, look, look at Matthew. So, Matthew, January 9th, you can officially start talking about contract extensions. So, it's okay in Cincinnati for the owner in Cincinnati, Matthew, to start talking contract extension. And the owner comes out, Mike Brown, and says, hey, guess what? You know what? We want you here for your entire career. But you're, Joe Burrow's not the all-pro. He's not the all-pro quarterback. Your guy is. So, your all-pro quarterback has got to wait and see. There's still a wait and see on Jalen. You've had two weeks to talk about it. How is that a tactic? Oh, I see because not the Inquirer. None of the radio stations in Philadelphia 
have asked this question because they're afraid. Because they don't want to get a rise out of the organization. Because they want to keep their press pass. And they want to keep their little key fob so they get into place. <laughs> I hate exposing people. But the Eagles want to see what he does in the playoffs. They're not sold. <laughs> hey, if the owner comes out and the general manager comes out and they start talking contract extension, you know you heard it here first because no one else is. Jalen Hurts has been waiting his entire life for January 9th because he's on some sort of shit. Do you know Jalen Hurts is the 717th highest paid player in the NFL? You don't think he's been waiting for January 9th, his entire NFL brief career? And you're telling me no one in Philadelphia understood that. Well, here you go. This is why you come here. He's been waiting his entire life. It's the lottery. It's generational wealth day for him and his family. January 9th. Silence from the Eagles. Silence from Howie. Silence. No one's asked the question. Yeah. Tiny dancer. <laughs> Woo! Woo! I think Kurtz is more, fo oh, more focused on winning than a check. That's nice in a book, Joshua, in a comic book. Do you see Joshua up there? I think Hertz is more focused on winning than a check. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hey, yeah, you're right. For a million bucks, you're probably right. But for 50 million a year? I don't know. That may change a bit. That may change your opinion when you're making uh, $5 million a month. He is. Chris is an idiot and doesn't get it. He failed to mention that Jalen is under a contract this year. No shit, dickhead. So is Joe Burrow. But you're okay to talk extension. The same thing they did for Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. They were on rookie deals and they got extensions. One in Philly, one in Los Angeles. You're welcome. Read a book or take the rest of the day off. Jesus, criminy. No shit, jackass. He would get the bonus this year. You're welcome. Don't worry, kid. Big Sills is here to help. How you doing? <laughs> oh, how come? Give me, give me here. Help me out here. Help me out here. Okay. Okay. Help me out here. Why haven't the Eagles contacted Jalen about an extension? 
Bone. <laughs> Seals get mad. Always remember something. Bone, the people that get me upset, and you guys don't get me upset in here, but always remember this. I'm going to take a phrase out of President Nixon. When someone asked him, you seem upset, President Nixon. President Nixon looked to the media and said this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're under some sort of impression that I'm upset. Always remember something. You have to respect the person that's talking to you before you can be angry at them. <laughs> you don't get upset with people you don't know. Why would you? You don't get upset with people you don't know. Because I don't know if I respect you. Common sense. Seals, you better respect me. <laughs> Only if you win Saturday night, Cheesemo. Hey, Paisan, you better win Saturday night. How you doing? Never pay dual threat. <laughs> anyway, how come no one answers? How come no one answers? Why haven't the Eagles contacted Jalen Hurts? Why haven't they, hand, why haven't they contacted Jalen Hurts? On a contract extension. Or at least made it public. We want him as our... Hey, how about this one? You know, legally, you could say this. Jalen's our franchise quarterback for the next 10 years. They said that in Cincy. Same draft class. Joey B. Joey B's got the cheat. Hey, you know what makes Jalen or um, Xander? You know what makes that even more crazy? What they're doing in Cincinnati to Joey B? You know what makes that even crazier? The cheapest franchise and the cheapest owner in the league is going, we don't want him going anywhere. We're going to do everything we can to keep him here. And he's our quarterback as long as he wants. <laughs> and, 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 and Philly? Tick-tock, tick-tock. Sand runs through the hourglass. They're waiting to see what this dude does against the Giants Saturday night. I guarantee you if he puts on a stellar performance, You'll see the owner come out Monday, start barking about this extension stuff. I guarantee you. How you doing? The Eagles are not sold on him. Tell us. Legally, you can. If they're so impressed with Jalen Hurts, hey, watch this. You think Kansas City is happy with their guy for the next 10 years? Yeah, they gave him a 10-year contract. Owner of the Bengals came out and said, we want this guy to retire a Bengal. The Buffalo Bills just gave Josh Allen $42 million a year, and they go, this guy's, we have a 10-year Super Bowl window with him. What about your boy? <laughs> Let's take a look at that 2020 Super Bowl uh, class, that's what we're calling it now, the 2020 quarterback Super Bowl class. What quarterbacks were taken in the 2020 NFL draft? Here we go. Joe Burrow. Look at this. Hey, even the Dolphins are going. Tua's back next year. He's our guy. Okay? Hey, Tua's back. He's our guy. We're going. They ain't talking money with him, though, are they? 
They can talk extension. You think they're giving Tua Tagovailoa an extension? Oh, now I know why. Hey, he's our guy in 2023. They're going to pick the fifth-year option up, but they're not giving him a contract extension. Woo-wee! Oh, that's a slick way of slapping a quarterback in the face. You don't get an extension. We'll pick the fifth-year up on you, but we're not doing that. Woo! Pretty slick. Chris Greer, the GM. Chris Greer. Maybe they won't pick the extension up because of his health. He just said he's back in 2023. Well, that's an that's either an extension or you're picking the fifth year up on it. Which is it, dude? Nobody in the dumbass Miami media will ask that either because they're afraid of them the same way. <laughs> ask the question, are you extending him or picking the option up? Jordan Love. <laughs> Good luck, kid. Good luck. Jamison, Big Sills want to say you're awesome, big dog. Jamison, thank you, brother. Joe Burrow, they started contract talks. Tug of Viola, you're our guy next year? I didn't hear anything about money. He's due for an extension, too. Justin Herbert. I haven't heard really anything because they're waiting to find a coach. Because you know what they're saying in Los Angeles? They're saying this for Justin, Justin Herbert right now. You know what they're saying? We got to find a coach that fits his, his style. Um, Philiopolis goes, Sills, are you an agent all of a sudden? No, I've had 10. Then there's Jalen Hurts, baby. Woo-wee! <laughs> You see, this is why it's important that nothing's public yet. We had a whole serenade and a whole romance and a whole courting of the Cowboys and Dak Prescott when he was working on his new contract. That thing went on three years. Three years it went on. And by the way, I mean, if you franchise tag Jalen, I think that's a slap in the face too. He's got one year. You can't. So this is where you're right, Chris. You can't can't put a franchise tag on him this year because he's got one year remaining. What are you going to do? You're either going to let him play his, what is it, his $1.3 million base out, or you're going to extend him. What is it? And you can't put a 50-year tag uh, option on them because second-rounders don't have that, according to the NFL Collective Bargaining Agreement. What are you doing? (laughs) They're not sold on your boy. Man, who would have thought that? MVP, All-Pro. Wouldn't be the first thing that Clutch Sports, LeBron's agency, and all them dudes... Maverick Carter and them guys, Nicole and them, wouldn't it be something that you'd want public and you'd want the Eagles to come out publicly and say, Jalen's our quarterback for the next 10 years. Just to show some public goodwill. No? (laughs) 
I can't wait to see this tap dance. Holy cow, man. This is going to be a great tap dance. This could be like America's Got Talent. <laughs> You'll be watching this, watching this thing go on, man. I can't wait. <whistles> Dual threat. Never pay it. Hey, man. <laughs> Jack Wagon. That's one of my favorites. Seals, the answer is dual threat. Mistake with Wentz. And he's been injured. They want to see how he plays in the playoffs. Joshua, you're dead right. He's been hurt two years in a row. He's missed games. He shit the bed against the Bucs. He's the least accomplished postseason quarterback heading into that game Saturday night. And before they start opening checkbooks or making proclamations, they won't see what he does. Tell me I'm wrong. Every other organization is opening their mouth about their guy. Why aren't the Eagles? What, they don't, they don't want to go down that Wentz road again? I don't blame them. I don't blame them. What possibly could be the reason? What possibly? What's the reason? Except they want to see what he does. They're not sold. He's been hurt two years in a row. Probably needs surgery in the offseason. Again. He's not going to get any healthier. Before you start opening that checkbook, 45, 50 million, 35, somewhere in there. This ain't me talking. Why aren't the Eagles talking? Why is it Philiopolis? Why is it always me? that has to bring out the obvious instead of cheerleading and pom-pom. See, Philiopolis likes the cheerleading and pom-pom shows instead of the reality shows of what a team has to go through to keep great players, to keep elevating players, to keep teams intact, to point out the obvious. Well, you think a show like this could go on WIP? Never. Bob Lang would be calling the program director and the market manager in five seconds. Don't bring that topic up. We're not there in the organization yet. They dictate topics on that station. <laughs> Look at Mask. I'm not the reality. Cincinnati started talking this week about keeping Burrow around for his entire career. The Eagles haven't. That's not reality. You're right. Um, Philiopolis says, Sills, you've been wrong so many times this year. What do you mean? Like 4,000 yards passing? <whistles> Jalen wouldn't get hurt? You mean like that? You're correct. Devontae got 1,000 yards. And there were two of them. And they didn't start two and five. You're right. But I did predict they'd get to the Super Bowl too. So which is it? Oh, I know. When I said he would never throw for 4,000 yards and he would get hurt, that happened. That's reality. Dual threat. <laughs> Dual threat. Billy, Bill Ray goes like this. It's more important to see if Hurts can win big games versus Dak Prescott. Bill, I agree with you. 
Bill, that's what I think they're waiting to see. I'll tell you what, Bill, if he puts on a performance Saturday night, I think you'll start seeing those accolades start getting thrown around on Monday morning. I do. If, if Jalen Hurts starts and plays his ass off Saturday night, I think they will start talking that. This is our guy. We're not going. They get bounced and upset. And that coaching staff does a shit job too. What do you think I was just going to say? Like I said yesterday too. And everybody was, everybody, by the way, they went on my uh, Twitter page and started talking that this was stupid, that Nick Sirianni's job is safe. There's no job in Philadelphia on the Philadelphia football coaching staff that's safe. As long as Howie Roseman's the general manager and your head coach has no autonomy. He's got no say who's in the building. Nick Sirianni has zero say who's in the building. Zero. Howie. It's Howie's game. This is Howie's movie. He's Steven Spielberg. He picks the actors. He picks the theme. He picks the casting director. Nick Sirianni's a casting director. That's all he is. Howie picks all that. He's the director. He's the Coppola. He directs everything. Nothing gets past him. The amount of money players are paid, coaches on the sidelines, players in the draft. This is his game. Coach doesn't fulfill his requirements with his team and his movie. He's firing the actor. Tell me I'm wrong. So why wouldn't Nick be safe? If he loses, Ken, Saturday night, I think your coaching staff is inferior to Brian Dable's coaching staff. You better win, man. There's more pressure. This is crazy. I haven't even got to my topics yet. There's more pressure on Nick Sirianni than Jalen Hurts on Saturday night. Jalen's money's on the line and how they're going to go forward in negotiations and dealing with an extension or a non-extension. If Jalen Hurts loses Saturday night, I could see the Eagles letting him play through his final year of his contract. Because why? Well, how he likes to be able to make deals. You can't make deals when your quarterback's making $50 million. You're limited. Ask the Cowboys. They couldn't even get Brandon Cooks. Jalen's not really our guy yet. Not one conversation all these last two weeks about Hertz's future. Every other organization, even with guys playing still, you got John Lynch going like this. Brock Purdy is someone we really love and we're really high on, and he has just changed the entire in an environment in our in our building we love this guy in my opinion i think they're going to send trey lance to tennessee with Rand carthon Rand carthon's the new general manager and he came out of the 49er front office that's kind of the same quarterback they need i could see trey lance being sent to tennessee And they're going to keep, then draft the rookie quarterback and trade Jimmy Garoppolo. 
You got guys. Hey, man. What is happening in Philly? Nothing on your quarterback yet. Because they're not sold on the kid. Dual threat. <laughs> they're not sure he's healthy. How's he going to play against them New York Giants? Man, you imagine this? Jalen's got a Brinks truck waiting at the 60th minute of that game come Saturday night. And if he shits the bed, that Brinks truck moves out about the 50th minute of the game and leaves the link and gets on 95 and heads back to New York. (laughs) And they may be giving it to Daniel Jones. You see that Brinks truck? You know, I I just should get this. I should get there right now. Let me get here. Hey, real quick. Before I get into the topics, let me throw this at you. Would you trade Jalen Hurts to Baltimore for Lamar? Just, just, would you trade Jalen to Baltimore for Lamar? You think Lamar wouldn't want to play with this group of guys? I mean, if you're going to pay someone 50 million bucks, why not pay the better guy? No. (laughs) So, wait, you think Jalen's better than Lamar? Interesting. Not a chance. Lamar's not going anywhere. That I do agree. Ron, I agree with that. I know they're not letting him out of that building. You're not letting that guy out of the building. You're not. You're not letting that guy. Unanimous MVP. Led the NFL in touchdown passes. Something Jalen Hurts will never do. Okay? If Jalen is so untouchable, why haven't they started talking contract extension, Arthur? They are everywhere else. With the 2020 class. They are everywhere else, but in Philly? Woo, why? Hertz is not better than Lamar. Not close. Dual threat. I'd have a problem playing paying Lamar. Because he's not Josh Allen. Dual threat. Hey, nobody talks contract though with Jalen from the Eagles. Remember. That's probably directly from Bob Lang. (laughs) I wouldn't doubt it. Called me up a few times. You know, that's not really, oh, isn't it? (laughs) Then I sent him back to CBA and showed it to him. January 9th was the day. January 9th is the day teams can officially start talking to the 2020 class on contract extensions. Eagles have said nothing about it. They haven't even publicly said he's our future. Where have you heard that? Where in the Philadelphia Inquirer? Where have you heard that? Where have you seen that? You haven't. Jalen's our future. And when asked the question going into this year, you know what the response of the organization was? Jalen's our quarterback in 2022. That's it. That's all you've heard. Oh, man. I hate to do it to you guys. Here, let's get off a very harsh topic here because I see some of you guys are getting your panties in a bind, and I don't want anybody to get upset here, man. You know what I mean? We're getting ready. We're like 50 hours away from the Giants and the Eagles, man. We should probably move on, right, because I don't want anybody to get upset because we start getting people. Oh, by the way, O.J. Anderson, 
We'll talk to him about the giant turnaround. Giant Hall of Famer, dear friend of ours, that's in the 5 o'clock hour. We will talk to O.J. Anderson at 5 o'clock. Please hit the like button here. How come not one of you guys... How come that one of you guys can answer why the Eagles haven't answered haven't haven't answered it? Some of you did. Some of you had the uh, cannolis to answer it. Tank. Some Eagle fans, not all, not all. Why haven't the Eagles come out and said Hurts is our future? You can now, and you could actually give him an extension right now, legally. Eagles' best option isn't doing that? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I missed some of them. What? Were, please re, repost. I'll look. Man. Because why? They want to wait and see what he does in the... Here. I'll write some of them down. They want to see what he does in the postseason. Postseason performance. I think some of you said that. What else? Uh, what 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 else? I got postseason performance. Results are what counts. Postseason performance. Okay. Plus the regular season. Because of Wentz. You know, you know, you know what's crazy about that comment, Walter? You're not that far off. But I love what Arizona did, at least. They knew they made a mistake on Josh Rosen. They sent that guy's ass to Miami, and they went back in the draft and still drafted a quarterback the next year for Kyler Murray. Whatever you think of Kyler Murray, at least Steve Kime wasn't afraid. And I think organizations do get caught in history because no media member has asked the question. <laughs> Ron, okay. Dual threat, injuries. So, so far, postseason performance because of Wentz and his deal, dual threat. What else? Okay. Uh, see if they make the Super Bowl. That's postseason performance. Isaiah goes... They are, I bet anything, how he spoke to Jalen's agent the day of. Really? You think so? Howie Roseman, who stands, wait a minute. Xander, put this guy here. What did he say? The day of. Here, put Isaiah Douglas up there. Isaiah Douglas, they are, I bet anything, Howie spoke to Jalen's agent the day of. Why is that preposterous? Because how he stands out front of the locker room after a game in Indianapolis. How he's the guy telling everyone, I gotcha. How he's the guy who is telling everyone, this is my team. But he's not going to go public and go with maybe his greatest draft choice. We're starting to talk contract negotiations with Jalen Hurts. Howie's greatest draft choice could be Jalen. It might be. And he's not going to, he's going to keep it secret. Howie keeping anything a secret? Has that been his MO? Keeping things secret. 
<laughs> really? Really? Yeah, that's how how he does it. Keeps things secret. <laughs> that's what he does. Keon, he keeps shit secret. That's Howie Roseman. <laughs> when was the last time? Hey, when was the last time you ever seen a general manager standing outside of a locker room after he made two moves to get two players and Joseph Fan and Sue sitting there patting everyone on the hat, letting everyone in the media see him standing there? Howie doesn't have to speak to the media, dude. He can take his binoculars out. Sit in a press box. There's my guy, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> mm. Hold on here for a minute. So postseason performance. Carson Wentz's deal. Dual threat. These are the reasons I haven't started. They've had two weeks to say something. Public to LeBron James's agency, who's notorious for not keeping any secrets. But the Eagle, Joe Burrow's not secret. <laughs> they think more of Joe Burrow in Cincinnati than they do Jalen Hurts in Philly. They should. I would. If, if, if Cincinnati wanted to trade Joe Burrow to Philadelphia, I'd give you the next three years first-round draft choices. I wouldn't have a problem doing that. And I'd pay the guy $55 million. That guy's a superstar. I ain't doing that for that dude. Dual threat. <laughs> um, I believe they're waiting to see what this kid does. I agree with the people that said this. Postseason performance will dictate what this guy makes and where they're going to go and how long they'll go. Five years, three years. They'll never go over five. And I wouldn't want over five if I'm Jalen. You know why? Why would I want to set the market? Look at Patrick Mahomes' deal already. It's almost outdated at $42 million. Albeit, he's got a 10-year contract and there's escalators in there. And there's off-ramps and it's team-friendly for the Chiefs. That's a different animal, though, we're talking with Mahomes. Mahomes is a different player. He don't need A.J. Brown around him. He doesn't need it. Jalen does. Obvious. He improved his game this year with AJ. This guy improved his game without Tyreek. And when people start throwing Travis Kelsey around, well, Jalen had Dallas Goddard and Devontae and a Pro Bowl running back. There's nothing like that in Kansas City. Nothing. That's why you pay that guy $50 million or $500 million. Because if you lose players, it won't matter. That guy breaks records and gets you to conference championship games. That's who Mahomes is. That's why you pay that money to that guy, Joe Burrow. That's why you pay that dude. Okay? Jalen is all pro Burrow. Hey, hey Arthur. So look at, look at Arthur. Arthur's opinion. Jalen's all pro. So he'd pay him more than Burrow. What an idiotic take. Dude. Hey, you need to go play in the sandbox with a shovel and a pail. Leave, leave the football talk and the big football talk to grown-ups. You sit at the little kitty's table. Arthur, you sit at the little kitty table, man, when we have conversations and speak when you're spoken to. 
<laughs> Sills is a double agent. I am not a double agent. I said on Monday, I said on Monday, the Eagles are winning, man. Bill Ray goes, Burrow and Mahomes and Allen. <laughs> I take my bets at the little kitty table. Hey, I sat at the little kitty table for the longest time myself. It's all good. It's all good. Sills just loves to hate. Hate. I said you're going to win Saturday night. I said you're going to the Super Bowl. We're talking contract extension for this dude. Or at least I am. Your Eagle guys aren't. How's that hating? Oh, hey, you know what's funny? You think it's hating that I'm asking you why the Eagles haven't started contract talks with the kid. And you think that's hate? So wait, no one asked that question in two weeks. <laughs> Xander goes like this. Hey, Sills, your quarterback prediction is in jeopardy this week because Joey B's coming to town. <laughs> I think he's right. Burrow's playing lights out football right now. Yeah. Now Sills is a sad old man. Not sad at all. Actually, I'm very happy. I got a great aunt. Family loves me. That's all I really care. Do <laughs> you think, what do you think, I'm A-Rod? I give a shit what others think of me? Are you kidding me? When you start worrying about what other people think of you, you'll change yourself. That ain't ever happening. I know who Big Sills is. How you doing? I ask the hard questions. And see, here, here's, a, here's a normal PD in Philly. Hey, I got a call from Bob Lang with the Eagles. You know, you know that topic about paying Jalen? You know, they're going to address it, so maybe if you could back off on it a little. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. No problem, sir. We'll talk about the punter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bills can barely beat Skylar Thompson, and you can't, and you can't beat Andy Dalton and Tyson Hill. <laughs> um, uh, Big Seals, you have an all-pro vote. No, MVP, Player of the Year. I bet we don't franchise him like Dallas. You can't franchise a guy with a year remaining on his rookie deal. What the what they can't he's got a year remaining. But what you can do is extend him. Burrow's got another year on his rookie contract. Because he was the first overall pick and was a first round draft choice. Okay? They could tag him with an they could tag him with a franchise tag if they got into tough negotiations. So they could put a franchise on him. I don't think it's going to go there. I think they're going to do Wentz and golf kind of stuff and add extensions like they did with Josh Allen and Mahomes. Josh Allen and Mahomes were extended on rookie contracts, as was Wentz and golf. And and maybe hey, maybe the Eagles don't want to go down that at that avenue. I think it's kind of risky putting Jalen Hurts. Uh, what is it? 
back on the field in 2023, making 1.3 million bucks with a hundred thousand dollar incentive. He's a 717th highest paid guy in the league. You got kickers making more money than him. It's not cool. Especially the way he's played. Okay. What are they going to do? <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't even gotten to the topics yet. Oh, by the way, Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts by the numbers. OJ Anderson, 5 o'clock. We're going to talk with him. Wow. How? So... Postseason, they're waiting. The Eagles are waiting to see how he does against the Giants Saturday night. Okay. They're afraid of extending him on what happened to the Carson Wentz stuff. Okay. And he's been injured. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Everyone loves to hate the Eagles, and we love every – no one's hating the Eagles. I got you winning Saturday, going to the Super Bowl. How's that hate? Okay. Don't lose to Dimes Jones. <laughs> I got to get to the topics here. I got some doozies for you here, man. <laughs> Promise me if you come back in hour number two, you're going to be okay. Take a deep breath. I'm going to give you a couple minutes here to take a couple deep breaths. Okay? I'm the only person in Philadelphia asking why the Eagles haven't asked Jalen Hurts and Clutch Sports and said to them, hey, we want him here for the next five years. The only one. Legally could have done that January 9th. Hour two. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. 
Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Here on the National Football Show, I appreciate everybody coming aboard. You know, it's crazy. I just went over to my Twitter page, and 20,000 people have commented or viewed the soundbite that I had on Nick Sirianni yesterday if he doesn't perform well Saturday night. How he's going to have a problem? What a shitty take. What a shit. And I'm like, how's that a shitty take? You know it's true. You know it's true. You so know it's true. There's no, there's no, um, there's no power in that building where they share the success and failures. Howie's a blamer. He blames others for failure. He blamed Doug for the unraveling of a 17 team, not himself. And his meddling. See, it's okay for Howie to dip his beak in the coaching room. But when the coaches dip their beak in the personnel room, how he's got a problem with that? Because he doesn't want to be sent to the broom closet again. He doesn't want to be sent to the broom closet. No, this is my team. (laughs) This is my team. I run it. All right. Enough of that. Sorry for the truth. Giants and Eagles Saturday night. What's the key to an Eagle win? Guys, please. I watched the Giants the last three games. By the way, 
let's be fair to this. People are telling me the Giants are playing good football going into the postseason. They're three, five, and one. Okay, I think they had a good game against the Vikings. I wouldn't sit here and go like this. Well, this Giant team is on fire, man. Have they gotten better personnel-wise, getting players to perform better? Yeah, I do agree with that. But to sit here and go like this, hey, man, this Giant team is like what the 49ers are doing. They're 11-0. The Niners are playing great ball going into the divisional round. I think the Giants had a great 60 minutes of football. Just showing up, Jamison, I think there's some. Run the ball. Run the ball. Tyler, you know what, guys? To be fair to you dudes, anybody who says that, run the ball. Dude, you can never go wrong running the football against anybody. Never go wrong doing that. Seals, the key to the Eagles win is just show up. And And I know what you mean by just show up. I know. Play at a high level. Okay, I'm at. Okay, here's what I think is the key. Can I tell you guys what I saw breaking down the film, sitting as a former player and watching the Giants? And I'll tell you, they're, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a lesson that Belichick taught me. Okay, I'm going to give you a lesson he taught me when he went down and saw Jimmy Johnson in the Keys. He goes down every year, they talk shop, goes on the boat. I've been down there a couple times when, when Bill's gone down. When I lived in Florida, Bill would go down, and so would Saban. All the coaches. Sean Payton went down. Um, a lot of new coaches, especially from the college ranks, they go down and they talk to Jimmy. They'll go on the boat. They'll sit there for a couple of days. Jimmy's got a guest house. And you can sit there and you can listen to Belichick talk. And I sat there and just listened. So my perspective on looking – it's funny – my perspective on looking at teams today versus when I was in the game, I didn't have the clarity that Bill did. And I wish I did when I was a player that he did. His biggest, his biggest formula, Belichick's, for approaching and attacking a team is finding the weakness on a particular group setting. D-line, linebackers, corners, safeties. Your tackles aren't good. Your center struggles getting the ball up. Your quarterback tips, passes off, going like this. All kinds of stuff. Tight ends do quirky things when they block and release. There's all kinds of things and little keys that you see. Splits are, for a defensive lineman, um, splits are essential in telling us what a team wants to do, either running inside, getting out in the perimeter. Setting the edges is going to be important. But to me, the key, I'm going to tell you what I think the Giants do poorly. And I watched three 22s, okay? 22s is the coach's version of a team because I get it through the NFL. And I watched it. I get it through NFL films too. That giant team can't cover tight ends. They struggle massively on covering tight ends. I think they had a problem with it against the Vikings. The Hawkinson kid, he was running free. They could not I mean, they could not defend him, the Giants. He was a wet. I thought they should have, instead of trying to establish Justin Jefferson, they needed to establish him more and get him. He should have had 14 catches. The Giant linebackers are not very good when it comes to covering tight ends. 
to me, that's the key. And you got one of the top three. And what makes him like Kittle and the kid in Baltimore, they can block, they can catch. They're, they're, they got Goddard's got a nose for the end zone like Kittle does in San Francisco. Get Goddard going. I do not believe the Giants can defend him. There's not a chance. There's there's not a player on that. And I don't think Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be able to chip him and to slow him down. I think he's more physical than him. That Thibodeau dude's not the biggest guy on the planet. And I think Dallas Goddard can – I think you get Goddard going in this game. Okay? Get Dallas Goddard going. Now, play action is going to be a key here. How healthy is Jalen? Or how healthy – hey, how healthy is Miles Sanders? You know, Mike Missanelli came on last week, and you know what he was saying? Sanders is banged up a little bit in his knee. Okay, so you got a quarterback with a shoulder injury, and you got a quarter, and you got a running back with a knee injury. You need to establish that running game to get Goddard going too. So to me, if I'm putting a game plan together, I'm running Goddard right at him. I want to find out. And by the way, my first six passes are going to be to him. And eventually, they're going to bring two down on him, and they're going to bring a safety down, and that's where you get AJ coming across the middle or Devontae coming across the middle on a seam route. And he goes to the house. You get Dallas Goddard going. You could beat the you could beat the Giants by 30 20. You could beat them by 10. You get and if you get Miles going, shit, you could beat them 30 to you could beat them 30-10. I think Goddard's the key here. I think he's the key. Okay? The New York Giants, man, they cannot cover tight ends and i look i watched i only watched three games last night and i'm breaking it down i'm like man god is going to kill this team and and i I don't know why the vikings didn't try to establish him more and and you know what they got away from the vikings they got away from uh delvin cook more in the second half too because they panicked that coaching staff panicked a little bit in the second half they started panicking and they started throwing the ball deep. Did you see the last pass of the game? It was an under route to the tight end. You went to him too late. You didn't even throw for the first down on fourth down. You threw to him. That is the, the essential key in what the Vikings saw late in the game. They started seeing the tight end can't be covered. But instead of throwing for the sticks on fourth down, they threw to the tight end under the sticks. You're like this. What a dumb play. Fourth down, it was third and 10. You had to at least throw to the sticks. They had some shit play calling and some stupid decision-making by Kirk Cousins. I would say with about seven and a half minutes left of that Viking game, Brian Dable and his coaching staff and Wink and um, Martindale and them dudes completely outcoached them. I mean, they had them guessing on everything. And when the Vikings figured it out, with about six minutes left at the tight ends wide open, it was too late. It was too late. You watch the progression on how they went from Jefferson in the first half of that game to where you started seeing it pick up more towards the tight end. As the game 
proceeded. And then, but the last catch by the Vikings was made by the Viking tight end. They were trying, they established him too late. And I'll tell you one thing the Giants did that was really good. Okay? Okay? This is this this is where they really played well. Their two interior tackles showed up and really made a factor in stopping the run. And here again, the problem that you have with Cousins and a first-year head coach is that Hey, man, even if you have 25 carries, 3-3 a carry, that's not great. Keep plugging away. Keep pounding the rock. Keep pounding the rock. Keep pounding. Because you know what you at least do? You make them cognizant that you're still trying to go there. Go into Justin Jefferson and trying to establish. Like if the Eagles, get this, if the Eagles try establishing uh, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown right out of the gate, they'll lose. Because those are high turnover plays. And I don't think Jalen's going there. I think your sideline coaches might, but Jalen's not going there. Jalen's not going to – I don't believe Jalen turns the ball over. The key's going to be Daniel Jones if he can protect the ball, and that hurts. Okay? I believe Jalen Hurts has protected the football as good as any quarterback, and I mean them all. The one thing that Jalen Hurts has done better than any quarterback in the National Football League this year has protect the football, not make the stupid high percentage turnover play, and created an offense totally tailored to him that gets guys. Here's here's the one thing the offense does do because of Hurts, not the sideline. Because of Hurts, Jalen gets dudes open. He gets dudes open because he runs and he breaks down the perimeter. Teams can't set the edge against the Eagles. Teams are in, I'll tell you what teams are more in fear of, third and 10 against Philly. Okay? How many times did you and I watch the Eagles this year and go like this? By the midpoint of the season, weren't you doing this on third and eight? He's getting this. Can somebody do something for me? What were the Eagles on third down in the NFL this year? They had to be number one. They... That is one of two most important elements in an offense, okay? Two most important. Don't turn the ball over. And third down efficiency, okay? They have to be, offensively, the best in the NFL. We, we, you and I were sitting here watching this game. We're... we're we're sitting here watching the game midpoint of the season going like this, aren't we? Jesus, criminy. Third and eight? This guy never doesn't pick that up. And then you get Allen or you get Mahomes. You get Burrow, high percentage turnover plays, results into turnovers. Now those guys are so gifted as passers, they could throw themselves out of trouble. Jalen doesn't give the offense an ability to do that. They don't. How many times have you seen the Eagle offense in trouble this year? The Eagles are fourth and third down. Fucking great. That's unbelievably, that's the quarterback. Dude, they're almost 50% on third down. That's insanity. And when you combine the fact that Hurts doesn't turn the ball over, you can't lose. 
That is the most impressive thing that we have spoken about Jalen Hurts. Don't turn the ball over. And on third down, you're almost 50-50 on getting it. How many teams do you tune on and you go like this? Three for 10 on third down. Two for 11. Five for 16. You watch the Eagles, they're, they're five of 10 on third down. You're like, wow. And they don't turn the pill over. And you add to the fact on the other side of the ball, they're not surrendering big points and they're sacking the guy. The only element that's a weakness. So here, if I'm the Giants, all the things that I just said, listen to this. Well, third down is the key to this game. If you're Brian Dable and Martindale, the key to this game is third down. If they're in third and short, you're not beating them. No chance. No chance. You have got to play to a, you've got to win first and second down against Philly. And throwing to your wideouts to establish them out of the gate, like you see them doing these last couple weeks, is a massive mistake. You're throwing into the teeth of the strength of the Giants if you do that. This is attacking weakness. The Giants can't cover tight ends. You, you, you've got the best in one of them in the NFL. Don't, hey, and by the way, once Goddard starts loosening up that middle zone, then you can start keep running the ball, running the ball, go to Goddard, run the ball, go to Goddard. Do, do it, do it, do it, um, a, a turn in pass to AJ, see what he can do in open space. The zone will start doing this. Watch. Here's your D-line. Here's your linebackers. They're going to be so worried about Goddard out of the gate because they have a deficiency at linebacker. They're so nervous about – they're not nervous about A.J. They're nervous about Goddard because their entire linebacking core can't cover this tight end. So they're going to be here. He's going to be getting off the line, creating that. What happens? Linebackers are going to start backing up again. Okay, the corners are going to start backing up into a soft zone. Then you got them wheel routes in the middle here with AJ and with Devante, who runs the best routes in the NFL. And you run them off the field. All you have to do is put on the film and watch the Giants. I don't know what Minnesota was doing. I mean, Minnesota put the worst. They, they, I don't, I mean, what were you watching? Can I tell you what I think happens? What I think happens so much to teams, they fall in love with their own personnel and they don't really game plan what your opponent is. Man, you can really see certain coaches that know how to make the adjustments and attacking weaknesses. That 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 Donatel guy in Minnesota, he should have been the first coach fired in the offseason. He was terrible in that game. Couldn't stop the run. Giants started getting... Dude, who's the giant tight end? He had a field day. That guy had a field day. Daniel Jones was throwing the dudes, and once Daniel Jones created third down success, could somebody do me a favor? Tell me what the Giants were on third down. Thank you guys for helping me so much. Can somebody Google me? Tell me what the Giants were on third down against Minnesota, because I'm going to make my point. I don't know. 
Tell me what the Giants were on third down. Okay? Joshua goes to tight ends, got a bright future. I never heard of him. What were the Giants against the Vikings on third down? And then you start putting that together if the Eagles do the right thing. Okay? No, no, no. I'm talking against Minnesota. I Okay? They were 20 seconds. Not for the season, Tank. Against the Vikings. I want to know what their third down was against, against the Vikings. 7 to 13. 50%. Same as the Eagles. You're 50% on third down. You can't stop them. Especially with a quarterback. Especially with a quarterback that ran for 71 yards and had a high completion percentage. You're not beating the Giants. There was your game. 7 to 13. That's eagle numbers. They could not stop them on third down because the tight end could not be covered with the giant tight end. That's what I witnessed. And that's why the Eagles and their coaches watch this show. That's how you beat the Giants. You start establishing Devontae and AJ out of the gate, you're going to lose. Those guys are going to be forces in the second half. They're going to be wide open in the second half. Wide open. But be patient. Be patient. Take care of the first half. Win first and second down. Third and short. Win third down. Get Goddard going. Keep pounding away at Miles. If you have to run Jalen in the RPOs to break down the perimeter, okay, we'll find out how healthy he is. That's also a key in this game. Okay, that's also a key. That's also a key. And sometimes, you know, you, you, you break a film down, and I immediately see the weakness on the team. Like here, if I'm New York, do you guys want me to say what the weakness on the, um, on the Eagles' defense is? If I'm Daniel Jones? Okay. 85, Dan saw your three-minute rant on Miami radio. Hey, hey, 85, just so you know, 85, that was like 10 years ago that I did that. I love the Miami Hurricanes more than any football program in the country. I love that. But was I harsh on them? Was I harsh on them? Why wouldn't I be as harsh on something that I'm talking about daily? Because I want you to win and be great. That's all. R. Brown goes, you think they should get Miles Sanders? I wouldn't start doing things, R. Brown, um, that you haven't done during the regular season, like starting a screen game in the postseason. That's overcooking it. You know, the Eagles don't have to overcook this game. Just your situational play calling has to be smart. It hasn't been for the last month. Okay? It hasn't been. I don't think they've been very – look, the game plan they put together for Gardner and Mitchell was trash – the game plan they put together for Jalen in Chicago was terrible. Okay? D-Mad, that's right. I want greatness for everybody. You know, 
I, I've said this to you guys, and I'll say it again. Vince Lombardi told my uncle one of the most important things you could possibly have in your life. And I got it on my wall and a little card that he gave Robustelli. He told him when he got to the Packers in 1959, and I love talking like this and about this. He goes, gentlemen, we're going to strive every single day of our life for perfection. We're going to do everything we can to be perfect. Every single time we step on a football field, every single time we're going to strive for perfection, knowing full well, we'll never get there. So we're going to learn to live with greatness. If you strive for greatness, you'll be good. If you strive to be good, you'll be fair. If you strive to be fair, you're a loser. Set your heights as high as they can. And then learn to live with happiness. The problem what you have is when you say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Striving for greatness all the time, you're miserable. You don't get a chance to look up. Okay? You don't get a chance to look around and see your accomplishments. Okay? That's, that's coaching. That's motivating. Here, here again, here's how the Giants are going. Here's what I would say this. Here's how the Giants are going to attack, I think, um, the Eagles. The Giants are 3-5-1 heading into the postseason. That was a heck of a performance. But if I were the Giants, okay, I would make sure. And can I tell you? Don't you think this is why Brian Dable played down Daniel Jones' performance against the Vikings? Don't you think, don't you think he played that down for a reason? You don't want the Giants to feel you've played your best football. You want the Giants to feel your best football's yet to come. So if you start throwing parades and accolades out and you start telling somebody how great they are, and you got another game behind you here, you know, you're going to still be reflecting back on what you did against Minnesota. Brian Dable was asked a question. Hey, you had to be impressed with, I was, you had to be impressed with the way that Daniel Jones played. He goes, hey, he really made a lot of great plays, and he really put us in a position to win. Okay? He really, he really did some great things. And yeah, man, I'll tell you what. Um, he was there just like everybody else. They played their perform, and um, we got it. We got out of there with a victory. 
it wasn't like what everyone, because everyone in the media, including me, we're going, who is that guy? I couldn't believe who I was watching. Seriously, I could not believe that that was Daniel Jones. I could not believe it. I'm like, that can't be that. That's not that guy. It's almost like he had a lobotomy. I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. But he didn't play it up like that. He didn't play it all up like that. He played well. Put us in a position to succeed and win. Now we're on to the division around against the Eagles. That's how it was proposed to the media by Brian Dable. I was like, holy shit, is that good coaching? He didn't get caught up in the moment like Nick does. Nick gets caught up in the moment. Brian Dable didn't. There was a complete contrast in coaching styles right there. Dable's not impressed. The only impressed thing he's going to be is when he wins a Super Bowl. Okay? Performance is he's seen him. He's been around him. There's no question. He's seen him and been around him. Been around some great quarterbacks. Has helped a lot of great quarterbacks. Okay? Oh, I was impressed completely with Daniel Jones, Joshua. I mean, he he systematically was the guy that went out there and beat them. He beat them. But like Seth said yesterday, I do think Barkley's the key to it. Barkley is like the center beam in a house. Okay, he is. You got to contain him. But here's how I would go after the Eagle. Here's how I'd go after the Eagle um, defense. Daniel Jones has got to get his tight end going because the Eagle linebackers can't cover tight ends either. They're not very good in the passing game. Kaiser White is below average. TJ Edwards is below average. Okay? However, you've got to get the running game going. How many times in the first half did you see New York with these just gigantic lanes? And for, for one thing you have to have, Tracy Rocker, I guarantee you this week, is talking about lane integrity. Stay in your gaps. Don't play high because the Giants are going to. And I personally don't think the Giants have a spectacular old line. I think they're good, but I don't think they're great. Like, do I think the front seven of the Eagles is better? I do. Okay, I do. But the Eagles can't. The Eagles, what, what, what are the Eagles ranked? 16th and stop in the run. That's in the middle of the pack. It's improved. They were 22nd before they got Joseph and before they got Sue, okay? They were 22nd. They improved. That's improvement. When you're in the middle of the pack and you've got numbers and takeaways and you've got numbers and sacks and you've got numbers on third down efficiency and least amount of points and you're doing that, you're improving and you're a good unit. You can live with one of those numbers, but in the playoffs, to win playoff games, you got to run the ball, and the Giants can run the ball. The key is going to be Saquon Barkley, okay? If they start pushing the rock, and it's third and four, third and five, and Jones is able to get out in the perimeter and break the perimeter down like he did against Minnesota, that's going to be a fourth-quarter football game. 
that'll be a fourth quarter game. And I'll tell you this, their defensive tackles can stop the Eagle run. I don't know. And I here, here, and I do not believe that the giant ends can contain Jalen Hurts. I don't believe now health is going to dictate this. What if he gets out in the perimeter, gets hit, and he gets hurt more? That limits the running attack. Boy, I'll tell you something. If I'm going to run Jalen Hurts in this game against the Giants, I'm going to pick my spots. I'm not going to have designed RPOs. I'm going to pick my spots when he sees fit, because why? Okay? Jalen is a... Jalen is a tremendous decision maker in that RPO. He's the best decision maker I've ever seen running the RPO and the pros. That includes Lamar. I think sometimes in games, Lamar gets lost. And you'll see three and outs. Man, you don't see a lot of three and outs in Philly. Very rarely do you see. Now, the only reason that I thought you saw three and outs Late in the season, because Goddard was out. And dumbass coaches on the sidelines tried to get the perimeter guys instead of getting Miles Sanders established. And that's why it waffled a little bit. And that's why you were suspect in some of the games, like against the Saints and Cowboys. The Eagles are not beating teams by establishing the wideouts. The wideouts are the frosting on the cake. Goddard, Jalen, and Sanders that's your meat and potatoes. That's your main course. That's who you are. That's your identity. That's how you become 14 and three. Those 2000 wide receivers is a tremendous accomplishment, but the only reason that they got that is because of the established identity of the team. Get this. When you ask anybody, If you were to give the identity of the team for the Eagles, watch this. Yeah, they're a power team. How many times have you ever said that a team with 2,000-yard wide receivers was a power team and not a finesse team? You have two 1,000-yard receivers. Tell you what, the receivers in Cincinnati, that's a finesse team. Mixon's a good back. There's some physicality in there. Watch this. I would never say Kansas City's a would you say Kansas City is a power team? I wouldn't. I would I would never say Kansas City's a power team. Who's their power back? Their quarterback doesn't run for yards. Okay. Right? See this all the time. Don't get away from it. Don't establish the wideouts in this game against New York. Yeah, Kelsey, yeah, but Kelsey's not a physical point of attack guy at the line of scrimmage to get a run game going. Goddard is. Hey, you want to hear this? If I had a passer like Joe Burrow, I'd want Jason Kelsey. Excuse me. I'd want Travis Kelsey every day. If I had a power running team, I'd want Dallas Goddard, and I'd want that kid Kittle, and I'd want the kid up in Baltimore every day over that dude. Travis Kelsey, to me, is a better version of Jason Witten. He ain't a very good blocker. I wouldn't go like this. I wouldn't call him a, a sixth offensive lineman. 
Goddard is. Kittle is. He puts people on their back. I, I, I get it, Yale. I know what you're talking. I know you know what you're talking about. Okay, I, I get it. I get it. Eagles not a passing offense. Remember that, Sills, when you tell us everyone is better pass. Missing in a point. Not even that. Okay? Jalen Hurts is not. If Jalen Hurts couldn't run, he's never going to win in this league. He'll be out of the league in two years if he couldn't run. Same as Lamar. Same as Kyler. Okay? The only reason Josh Allen is that guy is because he can throw the ball. Michael Vick. If he couldn't run, he's not winning games in the pocket. RG3 proved it. Couldn't run, bye. And he was a rookie of the year. See ya. Once they took his wheels away, RG3 was lost. Facts. If the Eagles win the Super Bowl, I bet you'll find something negative to say. No, because I picked them to get there. And I picked them to go get there. I don't think they're beating. I don't think they're beating the Bills or the Bengals. 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 I think the Chiefs are going to struggle against the Jags. Oh, my God. Doug Peterson wins two playoff games and Sirianni gets bounced by the Giants. You're right. His job is safe. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh. 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 Okay, no, you're probably right. That'll be an easy Monday. Oh my, hey, guess what? If that happens, if that happens, the Jags win and upset the Chiefs and the Eagles get bounced, I'm just going to turn the freaking show on and not say anything, probably for the first five minutes. (laughs) And and, and Jalen's like, uh, what was he? 23 of 46, like he was in the last playoff game against the Buccaneers. Uh, Sirianni being on the hot seat is clickbait. This guy, Wick, didn't get anything I said. Didn't get anything I said. Didn't get anything I said. Sirianni. Sirianni on a hot. Does it matter? He's a puppet. He's Mike McCarthy. Oh, no, wait. I'll tell you what he does better at. He's good at starting a wave in Indianapolis. Okay, he's good at starting a wave. (laughs) That's right for Frank. Half the audience went, who's Frank? (laughs) That's for Frank. Okay, Nick. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> Look at Marcus. Still hating on the Eagles? No, you're going to win Saturday and you're going to go to the Super Bowl. They could take the rest of the day off now, Marcus. Frank who? <laughs> hey, hey, how about this? Wait a minute. 
Meanwhile, <laughs> see, see, Xander always goes to the wallet. Always remember that. When you talk to Xander, there's only two things that matter. Views and wallets. Okay? Just remember that. Views and cashola. Frank's got the next three years making $9 million sitting at home going, hey, how you doing? Hey? Yeah, I'll be a consultant. <laughs> hey, what do you want me to consult on? <laughs> yeah, I'm a consultant at $9 million. And, and the pill poppers got to pay him. How great is that, too? The pill poppers got to pay him the extension for the next three years, $9 million. Let me see. My math says $27 million to call <laughs> For not coaching his team. What a dummy. Dude, the Colts are paying Frank Wright $27 million not to coach the team. And you got Jeff Saturday as your interim guy. Man. <laughs> Dude, you can't look. If I'm Frank, you look great being fired. You got 20, dude, you didn't get 27 million because you sucked. You got 27 million because you moved the sticks in Indy. And by the way, go back and look at Wentz's numbers. That's the last year Wentz will have good numbers. He'll never put up good numbers again. 3,700 yards, 27 touchdowns to seven picks. Had a 97 quarterback ranking. They were nine and eight with him. Okay, 66% completion percentage. Wentz is never going to put numbers like that up again. And I don't know if the Colts ever will have a quarterback put numbers like that up again. Look at, look at, look at go Sixers. Frank got a raw deal. Hey, Sixer, he got a raw deal at $27 million to sit at home. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a raw deal or not. <laughs> Can I have a raw deal like that? <laughs> and, dude, Jameson. If Big Sills had three years at $27 million, I swear to you, I would buy this island off the coast of, of Florida called Peanut Island. It used to be like the bomb shelter for President Kennedy in the 60s. And I would buy Peanut Island. And there would be no way but to get to Peanut Island but a boat. I would make that island into my own domicile and... If my wife is bad, I would send her to the part of the island where she could have her own little cabana. And Big Sills would sit in the Big Sills uh, dungeon. And he would sit in his own. Because as you can imagine, Big Sills don't get out a lot. You'd have to, that's right. You'd have to ferry it across the sea. Is Cilio? I'm, I hear there's Cilio. And they would see a guy sitting on a rock on the top of the mountain. Is, 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 who is that up there? Is that Howard Hughes or is that Big Sills? Holy cow, it's Big Sills. Look at his beard. He looks like the guy on Castaway. <laughs> be up there and I, and I got a cane fishing pole. And I'd be sitting there going like this. And then if you came to the island, I'd get my bazooka out and blow your brains out. <laughs> Big, you know, I don't know, Maniac. Cilio Island. I think it'd be called Big Sills Island. Hey, <laughs> Tone. <laughs> I'd have a bazooka on the, on the rock too, man. Anyone come there, man, it's out. Xander would have to go, Sil, Xander, Tone, we're on the we're on the ferry. All right, come on, let's go. <laughs> All right, come on, let's go. We're good. You're, you guys are allowed. You're, <laughs> I, 
I'd be looking like the guy on Castaway. Cilio craps outside. Yep. <laughs> All right, let me take a time out. Top of the hour, OJ Anderson. We'll get the uh, Giants' perspective on how this thing's been turned around over the last couple weeks here and that performance that Daniel Jones put on. Also, I got another topic I want to throw between Jalen and Daniel Jones. We'll do that next. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game. Now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. National Football Show, O.J. Anderson, top of the hour, Giant Hall of Famer. We'll get his perspective on playing against the Eagles in that great rivalry. Seth brought his name up yesterday, so I reached out to O.J. and said, let's see what he says about Saquon Barkley and the Giant turnaround. By the way, there is a guy on the Eagles that's got to be thrilled about what's happening Saturday night. You know who it is. James Bradbury. They cut him. (laughs) they cut him he wasn't traded he was released you cut that guy (laughs) he's the sixth highest rated upcoming free agent in the NFL this coming offseason he's been vindicated Bradbury's been vindicated You cut him. Dude, you know, I had to go back and make sure I looked at that. I went, they surely traded for him, right? Right? They traded for him. Nope, they cut him. Name of the island, Paisano Peninsula (laughs) or Cape Cannoli. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Booby traps everywhere. Don't touch the bear. Hey, man. Dude, James Bradbury has to. I, I, Philly, I know he was a cap casualty. But you don't keep. Hey, Philly, so if he's a cap casualty, you couldn't figure out how to trade him? Philly, you're right. He was a cap casualty. You couldn't trade him before March where you had to get your cap in order before the draft? You You couldn't? Really? Huh. I mean, Doug, James Bradbury's got to be going like this. Yeah, the Giants cut a Pro Bowl. And get this, and they cut a guy who's going to be a very rich dude this coming offseason. They cut him. You're right. Philly's right. Philly's right, man. Cap casualty. Okay. So before, hey, wait a minute. So what? You don't think that the Eagles are going to try to deal Gardner Minshew? before March 17th, try to get a draft choice back for him? You think he's just going to let him walk into free agency? And how he's not going to try to get anything for him before he walks into free agency? You know how he's going to try to trade him. Man, Bradbury looking back on that going like this. Giants suck. They lost. And the Giants have to admit it. Yep. Dude, you could have let anybody go on that team but him. Why don't you even offer a restructuring with a promise to come back and redo his contract if he came up and put a deal like that together? Dude, James Bradbury, (laughs) he stuck it to New York. Now, New York goes, well, we made it to the postseason anyway. Yeah, but this player's a Pro Bowl caliber player. And he's 27. 
He's 27. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Joshua goes, I'm not complaining. You will if he walks. Who's going to take Minshew? Anybody. Fourth or fifth rounder for him? The Colts offered a third rounder last year for him. What are you talking about, man? Backup quarterbacks in the NFL? So wait a minute. Gardner Minshew or Chase Daniels? <laughs> Chase Daniels has been in the NFL for 17 years. It seems. Sanders could be franchised for $11 million. Why would I do that for a one-year wonder? I'm not paying a guy with one year on his resume. No dice. I don't think he could do it again. I don't think he can stay healthy again. I'm not paying that. I'm drafting a running back. Second round. Okay. There's somebody in the second or third round. Look at Walker. Hey, guys, was the kid Walker from Michigan State a second rounder or a third rounder? The kid who's going to be the offensive rookie of the year in the NFL? That running back at Seattle? Was he a first rounder? I don't think he was a first rounder. Yeah, what um what round did that guy Walker go? Kenneth Walker to third, I think it is, from Michigan State. He's going to be the offensive uh, rookie of the year in the NFL. I don't think he was a first-round draft choice. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I, I, I didn't think he was a first-rounder. And he's the best rookie running back in a while. The guy from Houston, too, man, is a fabulous back, the Gator kid. So the kid Walker was a second-rounder. you got a. You got a Pro Bowl back in the second round. Shit, Derrick Henry was a second rounder. Why would I draft a court? Why would I? Now, I threw that 30-second pick, the kid from Texas. And I said, the 30-second pick, you know, I'm kind of near the first round anyway. You know, so, I mean, I kind of threw that because it's going to be a need. Backup quarterback and running back are going to be a need in the offseason. Because you're not going to – I'm not paying $11 million. How many people do you think are going to pay $11 million for Sanders? Nobody. But I guarantee you Kansas City will come in with eight or seven and a half with incentives if he produces. Or Buffalo. Or Miami. Los Angeles? Um, well, he's a free agent. They could pick him up. All they have to do is sign him and pay him. And then you get a running back on a rookie contract again. Hey, the key to the the key to the Eagles in their running back situation is not the backs themselves. It's the old line. When you lose Isaac Sayamalo, by the way, I'd, I'd ask Jason Kelsey to come back. Jason Kelsey was the first team all pro center. I mean, look, I know they got the kid Cam Jurgens and they got him waiting in the wing. But I'm going to sit here and go like this to you. I don't know, you know. I don't know how much Pollard gets sales. Pollard's going to make some money. Dude, what, what, what kills me is they keep feeding Zeke. Like, Zeke's good in Dallas. Like, they keep feeding Zeke. I don't get that. Zeke Elliott is not Pollard. Pollard's a better pass catcher. You can put him in a slot. You can um, run him in between the tackle. Can I tell you this? He's like the Cowboys version of Christian McCaffrey. 
when you when you look at Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard does a lot of the same thing skill set wise that McCaffrey does in San Francisco. I think that that's been a cover for Amari Cooper. The loss of Cooper early on was felt by Dak and everyone else on the roster. But then they started utilizing Pollard like Christian McCaffrey, catching the ball, running the ball in between the tackles. And McCaffrey, McCaffrey's the same. McCaffrey has been. McCaffrey in San Francisco has turned that team. Well, I don't think there's any coincidence. Since they got McCaffrey, they've run an 11-game win streak. I don't think that's by coincidence. Okay? I don't. I don't think that's by coincidence that the 49ers offensive numbers of all and plus with two different quarterbacks. Okay. Because I don't think McCaffrey was there when Trey Lance was there. I think he was there when Garoppolo was there. Then he got hurt and that then Brock Purdy took over. So I, I look at Tony Pollard. Pollard has covered much of the loss of Amari. Remember something about Amari. Amari had a thousand yards this year in Cleveland. Wasn't like, you know, and with the chaos that went on in Cleveland this year with the whole Deshaun Watson thing, he's still got numbers. If I'm Cleveland, I'm very happy with what Amari Cooper. I'm not happy about the $20 million pay that they got to pay him. But I'm, I'm happy that he produced in that environment. Shows me that with a proper environment next year in Cleveland, now that Jim Schwartz, accountability is going to be important. Now you got Jim Schwartz as your D.C. in Cleveland. I think the Browns are going places. I think the Browns are going to contend for an AFC championship over the next five, six years. You got the quarterback. You got the DC. Your head football coach is a good play caller. There's a lot of talent on that team. Get that cancer Davion Clowney out of there. I mean, you talk about a guy who never lived up to the billing. Clowney is that guy. Clowney underachieved. Am I right when I say this? Jadavion Clowney was the first pick in the draft. Was he the first pick overall? Never lived up to it. Never in a million years. Guy was trying to hold the Eagles hostage, try to get $20 million out of him. I was the one going around going like this nationally. You don't pay a guy who's never had double-digit sack years $20 million. He's in his entire career. Jadavion Clowney never had double-digit sacks. He's just I, – I don't – I think he – I mean, Chandler Jones is better. Hassan Reddick has been better as a pass rusher. I mean, right? Shit, man. You could say Josh Sweat's better. You can even go Brandon Graham. Whose career would you rather have, Clowney's or Brandon Graham's? I'll take Brandon Graham's. I, I mean, Clowney never fulfilled... What people thought he was the number one overall. And I'm going, I don't know, man. I mean, seriously, the only thing I ever remember about Jadavian Clowney was the hit in the Outback Bowl against that Michigan quarterback. I never, oh, in the late hit on uh, Wentz. In the late hit on Wentz. Other than that, not me, man. I have, no, and by the way, if I'm, if I'm Howie, I'm no interest in that guy. I'd rather go in the draft to get me a guy in the second or third round that's an edge rusher than bring that guy in. I don't need a guy like that in my locker room. I got a great locker room. That guy would be an unwanted dude. Okay? An unwanted dude, in my opinion. 
Hey, we're looking to catch up with um, OJ Anderson here. Xander, make sure you give him a call because he said to reach out to him prior to um, him coming on. So if we can kind of reach out to him. So right now, kind of like right now, we're working on him. Um, very cool. Very cool. So OJ, my opinion, belongs in the Hall of Fame too. 10,000 plus rushing yards. And I want to tell you guys a little bit. When OJ was in St. Louis, he led the NFL in rushing his first two years was the Offensive Rookie of the Year. I believe he was the MVP. He's a Super Bowl MVP. And he was talking yesterday about the great rivalries with the Eagles and Giants. Those were the Buddy Ryan and the Bill Parcells and all that stuff. Man, that was a great time in football. Was it or was it not? Was it not? You look at, oh, here. O.J. Anderson's numbers are incredible. And he gets passed by. And every year I, I, I put up, guys, as you know, O.J. Anderson. O.J. Anderson's stats. I want to read you guys this. Here's O.J. By the way, Hurricane. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl MVP. NFL Offensive Player of the Year. NFL Comeback Player of the Year. First Team All-Pro three times. Rookie of the Year, 1979. And his professional statistics. He rushed for 10,000 yards, led the NFL in rushing twice. His first year in the league, he had 1605 and nine touchdowns. You could make the argument that this guy's had every accomplishment there is when it comes to being a pro football hall of fame. Those, those years in the NFC East were some of the best. Like you got to remember something too. Everybody kept trying to get him out of the starting lineup because when Parcells got him, everyone thought he was finished. Then he went on to winning MVP that year. So we're waiting for him. I appreciate everybody's. I mean, he, he's just another one of those guys that kind of has fallen through the cracks. Thought he had one Super Bowl. No, he's got two with the Giants. He was on the 86 team and he was on the 90 team. Uh, he was there for a little bit. He was on both the um, 80, both the LT uh, Super Bowl teams. He's in business with uh, Lawrence Taylor too. So, yeah, so we're efforting him right now. Xander's working on him. Hopefully we're able to talk to him a little bit. We'll stick here with this. All right. Let's throw this at you here. Who's this game bigger for on Saturday night? Jalen or Daniel Jones? Who's this game bigger for? Both guys came into this season with doubt. Wow. Jalen, Jalen, not Daniel Jones. You really think the Giants are sold on Daniel Jones? You think the Giants are sold on Daniel Jones? Hertz has more to gain. How, what do you mean? Hertz has more to gain. What, what, 
the money, right? That we talked about in the first hour. Peter says that the Giants have no choice. They could go get Garoppolo or David Carr. David. Derek Carr. They could go down the Derek Carr road. They could go down the Jimmy Garoppolo road. Hell, if Lamar Jackson becomes a free agent, they could go down the Lamar Jackson road. Right? You bring DeAndre Hopkins up to New York. Right? You bring them in? But Daniel Jones, I think he went, I think it went a long way in what he did against Minnesota. Had And again, the, the reason I brought that free agency thing up on Jan, uh, January 9th in the first hour is because you guys are really telling me that Jalen Hurts has a lot to gain from this game on Saturday night. I agree with you. I think both guys do. I think it's kind of a loaded question in a way because Daniel Jones, I, I, I think there's two differences here. Follow me when I say this. With Daniel Jones, I still think they're doing this. Now, now watch this. Do you think the Giants regret not giving him the fifth-year option? That, that'd be like 19 and a half or $20 million. You think the Giants, let's start there with him first. Then we'll get to Jalen. Do you think the Giants regret not giving Daniel Jones the fifth-year option and they passed on it in the offseason? Okay, do you think they they regretted it? They regret it now. Um, Peter says in hindsight, Yes. Because the franchise tag, if Jones becomes a free agent, is $46 million. I can't see the Giants tagging him for $46 million. $46 million? Daniel Jones won that. Even if you franchise tag him, $46 million? <laughs> Daniel Jones has the Giants over a barrel. And if he wins that game Saturday night, Daniel Jones is going to get a three-year contract or he's going to get a contract that kind of resembles what you see with Kyler Murray. If Jalen wins, the organization still hasn't come out saying anything about the potential of what type of deal they want to structure yet. They haven't even broached it. Well, I believe behind the scenes they've broached it. But the question will be, is Jalen the guy for five years, three years, Jones? Both these guys, this is an enormous game for two quarterbacks. I mean, team-wise, fan base-wise, hey, you know as well as I do, if Jalen doesn't have another moment where he kind of erases a little bit of some of the things that happened to him a year ago where he didn't play well in particular spots like in the playoff game. And he puts another bad playoff game out there. Fans of Philadelphia, some of them are going to go, man, you got to win these games. You've got to cross the finish line here. You've got to get into a position where you're going to help this team win in the postseason. Legacies, as I told you, are built in the postseason. I just got through talking to you about O.J. Anderson here. Okay? 
GQ says they're talking in the background. But GQ, the Bengals aren't. The Chargers aren't. They're not talking in the background. They're making it very clear to the fan base. Why? And and by the way, you know why Cincinnati is being... Xander, Tone, all of you, why do you think Cincinnati's being so vocal with Joe Burrow's contract talks? They want to sell tickets. Do you know the NFL has had the highest attendance like in 16 years with fans showing up to the games? It's probably because of COVID and fans not being able to go, right? But you want to sell tickets. You potentially maybe want to buy a new stadium or build a new stadium. Look at what Tom Brady did for Bob Kraft in New England with all the amount of winning up there. They got like a park up there now around Gillette. Okay? The advertising dollar. Look at the amount of money. Look, When Bob Kraft bought the Patriots, I think he bought it from the guy who owned Gillette, if I'm not mistaken. I think he bought it from the guy. This, I think the guy's from Stanford, Connecticut, even, too, my hometown. Um, Victor something. Um, I forget his name. Victor Kayez or something like that who won't like Gillette or something. And he bought it from him for like, I think 90 million bucks. And now the team's worth $5 billion. I mean, why wouldn't you, if you're the Eagles, want to throw it out there? Jalen's our guy and we're going to, we're, we're, we're going to sell tickets here. All right. Hey, hey, um, Xander, let me take it. Should I take a timeout right now, Xander? Let's see if we're going to be able to effort our friend. Let's take it. Let's take a time out here, and hopefully we can catch up. I'll text my friend OJ Anderson. Hopefully he can jump aboard. Victor Kayam, that's right, Greg. Thank you so much. We also I want to compare Daniel Jones by the numbers with Jalen Hurts as well. We'll do that all next. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
My name is uh, Fran Salerno, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. OJ Anderson. Hopefully he's able to jump aboard with us. We'll catch up with him. If not, we're all good. We power through this and we appreciate everybody jumping in. I hope I gave you a roadmap on how to beat this Giants team in the first hour. Can't cover time. Established Dallas Goddard. I do not, Minnesota figured it out way too late. In the process, they figured it out way too late. And they weren't able to get it going until the very end of the ball game with Hawkinson. They were, they were the, the entire time they were trying to establish Justin Jefferson. And every time you try, Jefferson is a product of play calling. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about here. When it's a physical mismatch, he can take care of just about any corner in the league. But when you have a structurally sound defense and he plays against that structurally sound defense, he struggles. The good defenses and good players that he's played against, he's been shut down. Okay? he's been, And why is that? Well, when you force target him and you know they're going there, 
and they get away from Dalvin Cook and they get away from being a dominant team and being more of a finesse team, the Vikings get beat because they're not a power team, finesse team. They're, and you get this, you got one of the top three running backs in the National Football League and you don't utilize them. Dalvin Cook should have had 35 carries in that game. They got, they lost their patience. They lost their patience. And I say this to you about Sirianni. You know, I don't particularly think, and boy, I'll tell you, you know what's crazy? And I say this to you guys. What's crazy is my comments are counter, are, are, are counter to what we see with the numbers that have been out there when it comes to this team. Personally, and I've said this to you, the reason that I think the Eagles have such great numbers defensively, they haven't played anybody worth the, worth the shit when it comes to quarterbacking. They haven't played high-powered offenses at all this year. And every time they have, they can't stop the quarterback. There's not been one high-powered. And again, I think Minnesota, I, don't, I think they're a finesse team. And the Eagles are going to destroy finesse teams unless it's Mahomes. You're not beating Mahomes, okay? I think the Cowboys, to some extent, are a finesse team. Look, Zach Martin's a great player. But if you listen to the shows nationally this week, you would swear the Cowboys had the best offensive line in the league. They don't. That's in Philly. Philly has the best groupings of any team that's left in the NFL. Of all the eight and the elite eight teams, who's got better wide receivers? Okay, watch this. Who's got better wide receivers than Philly? Maybe Cincinnati? But it's comparable, right? Buffalo's got Diggs. The other kid's not bad. Kansas City's got Kelsey and then kind of everybody else. Okay, Philly's got the best receivers. Name me another football team. You know what? Watch this. The Niners. Well, the Niners The Niners have Kittle. But the Eagles have Goddard. They do have Debo Samuel. But the Eagles have Devontae Smith. The Eagles have Christian Mc... I think that's the difference right there a little bit. McCaffrey. But then I turn around and go, well, I'm going to take Jalen over Brock Purdy. Sorry. I know everybody. Hey, and all of our 49er friends, Purdy's played well. Come on. I mean, that'd be such a disservice to Jalen Hurts to sit here and go, well, the guy played last seven games, eight games, and he's played or five or six games, whatever it's been. He's played really well. Jalen's done that pretty much, I mean, the entire season. Okay? The entire season. And he's put an MVP season together. Purdy's played well, man. His first playoff game against Seattle was a great one. Four TDs. He looked well, especially in the second half. So I'm not going to sit here. But when I look at the 49-year-old line, got Trent Williams. Eagles have J.C. Kelsey. They got Lane Johnson. Okay? Shit, Landon Dickerson gets all-pro conversation. He had a great season. Landon Dickerson gets a great he, – he, uh, he's the heir apparent to that all-pro spot where Zach is right now, in my opinion. 
So the Eagles have the best of everything here. Again, like I said, one of the question marks going into this whole thing is going to come down to whether or not health is on the side of Philly. But the Giants, and again, for me to sit here and go like this too. Um, Jersey goes like this. Um, Shills, is Lane injured? Yeah. Yeah. But I think, get this, if Lane finish, Jersey Dolphin, if Lane finishes the game, he'll be ready to go for 49ers. If he doesn't finish, there's a problem. And that favors San Francisco. I think Lane's health. If San Francisco gets by Dallas, and I think they will get by, I think Dallas, I think the Dallas Cowboys are frauds. They're going to get killed by that team. You want to hear this? I think San Francisco beats Dallas. 31-17. I'll tell you now before Friday, I think they beat the hell out of them. How are you stopping McCaffrey? You don't have the run defense to do it. And if you start throwing the ball, you're going to put yourself in a position to have high turnover probability. Debo Samuel and the kid Kittle, I don't believe the Cowboys can defend him. I don't believe they can defend him. Who? Your linebackers are not very good. The Cowboy linebackers are probably as poor as the Giants. They don't have very good linebackers. Okay? They don't. 31-17, I think the 49ers pace them. And like I said, if the Eagles win third down, can run the ball, Jalen's healthy, and they get Goddard going, the Giants can't defend the tight end. They'll beat them 30-17 also, something like that, 30-20. to I want to see the Giants put 20 points on that team. I don't believe it. Minnesota sucks. I mean, dude, what was their record? Minnesota has to have the worst 12 or 13 win team I've ever seen. Their defense was atrocious. Mike Zimmer left that thing in ruin. In ruin. Debo was great last week. But Debo and AJ are the same guy. And by the way, the other kid on the other side for the 49ers, he's not that bad. He's not Devontae, though. But where that gets covered is in Christian McCaffrey. And again, the advantages that San Francisco has and the advantages that Philadelphia has, I think the difference in the game is going to be where the game is played. I think it's going to come down to the fact that it's in Philly. But these guys got to get through this game this weekend. Okay? here I want to, I want to look at the numbers here. Let's take a look at the quarterback comparisons going into this game. Giants, Daniel Jones, and Jalen Hurts. Jalen's missed a couple games, obviously. Jalen had 460 attempts, 306 completion, 66-5, up from 61-2, which is great. It's a great improvement there in his completion percentage. And I believe he threw the ball more. 3701, 
22 touchdowns, six picks, 101-6 QBR. That's a solid season. It's a solid season. That's not great offensive numbers. Not in today's NFL. But from where he was a year ago, it's a really good improvement. Seals, he missed the last four games. Well, that's part of dual threat. Okay, that's part of dual threat. What's that kid's name? What's that kid's name that you guys were talking about? I thought I saw the name here. That kid on the other side of uh, Debo. He's pretty good, man. He could play. He's a pretty good-looking ball player. I like Kittle, but I like Goddard more. Goddard's got a nose for the end zone. Kittle's a good blocker too, man. He's a good blocker on the perimeter and sets the perimeter up very well. What's his name? Ayok Carson. He's good, man. He, he's a good-looking ball player too. Bobby goes, hey, Sills, what aspect of our offense can most exploit the New York Giants? Should we expect a big game from Goddard? Absolutely. That's what I said in the first hour and a little bit here. The, the Giants can't cover tight ends. They couldn't cover the Minnesota Vikings tight end. They couldn't cover tight ends all year. You go back and look, especially the last three games of the year. They could not cover tight ends. They cannot. They cannot. He should have 14 catches, 150 yards. I mean, you, you should look at Dallas Goddard to have a massive game. Now, that'll change in the next game if you make it against San Francisco because Fred Warner can cover you. And he's an elite backer. He's right there with Roquan Smith. Okay? He, he's right there. He's right there with Roquan. He could freaking play, man. The, you, you, you've, got, you, you've got to attack, in my opinion. You've got to attack. You've got to attack their linebackers with Goddard. And run the ball. And run the get Get Miles going. And, of course, win third down. Here's Daniel Jones by the numbers. <clears throat> 472 attempts. 317. Am I right? Did he play all the games this year? I think he played the whole season, right? I don't know. Did he miss any games? 472, 317 completions. He had more passing attempts. He played in more games. More completions. Played in more games. 67.2 completion percentage. That's a massive increase for him. Okay? Jones played in all the games. So he's durable. 32.05. 15 touchdowns. Five interceptions. 92.5 QBR. For Daniel Jones, that's a spectacular year. But below average numbers. Today's NFL... The only thing that's exceptional is the completion percentage. The rest of it, now, when you add these other components now, here's Jalen. 615 attempts, 760 rushing, 13 touchdowns, 41 yards a game. So Jalen's averaging 41 yards a game on the ground. Dude, that's half a football field. I mean, that's just about half a football field. Look at the field position you get with another component of his with, with his offense. He gives you 41 extra yards of offense that your running backs don't. Jones, 120, 
708, seven touchdowns. He averages almost 50 yards a game. So what you got here is almost, you basically almost have the same dude. Okay, you you basically almost have the same guy playing against one another here. Jalen's just more efficient at it. And Jalen's got more weapons. But I'll tell you something here. I think these guys are the same. Who's Daniel? Who's Daniel Jones throwing to? Who is Daniel Jones throwing to? Every single one of those offensive guys, I have to look up. I have to look up who they are. If they start getting some quality people around Daniel Jones, like I've been saying, DeAndre Hopkins, what if you bring up Miles Sanders here and put Sanders behind? Well, you don't need Sanders. You got you got Barkley there. What if you get him? A, what if you get him another two wide receivers? What if you bring back Odell Beckham? You have Beckham as your two, Hopkins as your one. This tight end looks like he might be somebody, and you got Barkley in the backfield. I don't know, man. I'd like to see what this kid could do with that. Now, am, am, am I saying that he's as good as Jalen Hurts? I'm saying he's as good as the 2021 Jalen Hurts. That got him to the playoffs. And his numbers are almost identical. With good coaching, those Jones numbers this year are almost identical to Jalen Hurts 2021. Okay? You put some good players around. He's got the coaching. Daniel Jones is better coaching than um than Jalen does. He's got a better he's got a better head coach who knows how to deal with quarterbacks. He totally does. Dable's a better coach than Sirianni. You know, Sirianni, I, I, I was watching the press conference, and Sirianni hates the criticism that Jonathan Gannon gets. <laughs> well, dude, stop letting every quarterback that comes into Lincoln Financial torch your team. I put up the stats about every quarterback, especially since week 11. Do you know what the average completion percentage is against the Eagles' offense, uh, defense? It's 68%. Stop somebody. You're lucky you're playing stiffs. And you're not playing premier quarterbacks. Daniel Jones is not a premier quarterback. But Sirianni goes out and he looks at these hollow numbers because the only quarterback you've played this year that was worth the shit was Aaron Rodgers. The rest of them were dog shit. Nobody thinks Dak is back. Nobody. Name me one quarterback you played this year that's an elite quarterback outside of Rodgers. One. And anytime you had to play against one of them guys, going all the way back to a year ago, they crushed you. Dak was 77.8% completion. Andy Dalton was 88% completion. I mean, even a guy in Indianapolis who's passed his time was 78% completion percentage. Dak is not elite. The media thinks he's elite. He ain't. Okay? Beating a shitty Buck team. Someone's going to tell me Dak Prescott, his 
Second playoff win in seven years is elite. Come on. Come on. Okay? Yale goes, I get what you're saying, but they're ranked in the top half in all defensive categories. Yeah, well, when you play lesser quarterbacks that don't threaten you, David Mills is not going to threaten you. This kid Webb was not going to threaten you. Um, Kenny Pickett is not going to threaten you. They're not going to beat you, Yale. Yale, those, those quarterbacks are not beating a good team. Okay? They're not. Patrick Mahomes would slice that team up. Last year, when he got a chance to play against a Jonathan Gannon defense, what did he throw for 70, 79% completion? Brady was – Derek Carr was 90%. Okay? Those numbers, yeah, 14 wins. Okay? Played a whole bunch of decent teams. And again, listen – I don't want to dismiss that. It's not just an eagle thing. There's been a, but when you play against Mahomes, you play against Burrow every week, you play against Allen, you play against some of the elite guys, dude, you don't get a week off. Okay. Even guys like, dude, you haven't played anybody in the, in the category of Justin Herbert this year outside of Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers threw for 78% completion. Okay. Here's, here, get this. This is why I don't think you went in the Super Bowl. Your whole playoff run is Dimes Jones, Brock Purdy, and then you'll play one of those AFC quarterbacks. And that'll be the difference. And if it's Mahomes, it's Reed and Mahomes. That's the difference. Okay? Trevor Lawrence. Uh, just Mike. He is elite. And in the last 11 weeks of the NFL season, you want to hear something crazy? Just Mike performed Patrick Mahomes. He put up some of the best numbers in the regular season of any quarterback, including Mahomes. He came down the stretch run when the Jags needed him. And I don't know what happened to him, but it was a light switch. And maybe it was the Eagle game because from week 11, I mean, 11 weeks back, this guy has gone on some sort of run here that we haven't seen in a while. He put himself back into a conversation where when you saw him come out of college, okay, and you saw him come out of college and you started doing this, hey, you know, I don't know, we got to see this guy a little bit. I started starting to shake my head too. I don't get it. Okay. Arthur goes four picks in the first half. Trevor Lawrence is going to win seven division titles. He's already got one with Doug Peterson. They're going to win seven division titles together. Seven. Okay. And by the way, Arthur, Lawrence has a playoff win. Your boy doesn't. 
let him get a win first. Don't we'll start dissecting and seeing where his legacy is. Your guy hasn't even begun his legacy. And when it did, he sucked. Let him get out there and do it. Do I think he can? I do. I want to see Daniel Jones. Okay? This will be a big, hey, this will be a big statement. Like, I, hey, the context of how we started the show with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, I know some of you hated that. But the truth is, the reason the Eagles haven't come out saying that that guy's the future of their franchise like they do in Cincinnati is because that game is important on Saturday to Jalen, to Howie, to, to Jeffrey, to everybody at the Novacare Center. And I know they all watch. That game is all that wrapped up. Okay? It's all that. Jalen's injury has paused the conversation. Okay? Has paused the conversation. Number one seed, bye. There ain't no playoff win. You ain't got one yet. Counting your chickens before they hatch, homie. He's 0-1. He's the least accomplished postseason quarterback of the final Elite Eight teams is your guy in Philly. He is the least accomplished postseason quarterback. The least accomplished. Does he get a chance to change that? That's why they play the game. That's why they play the game. Lawrence didn't face the GOAT. And Jalen Hurts didn't face Tom Brady. He faced Todd Bowles' defense. Brady doesn't play cover corner one. Okay? Let's not go there. Tom Brady doesn't play linebacker. Jalen Hurts played against Todd Bowles and his defense. Todd Bowles. Get that. He didn't play against the GOAT. He played against Todd Bowles, who's on the hot seat in Tampa. So wait. So they they fired Byron Leftwich, who was up for the Jags job before Doug and could have also taken the Marshall Thundering Herd gig. They make the playoffs three straight years in Tampa, and it's his fault that the defense in Tampa sucked out loud. Not saying the buck offense, but they were riddled all year long with injuries in the O-line. And that's Byron Leftwich's fault? Here's the problem that Brady has. Brady's ego has destroyed his chances of winning. When you send Bruce Arians to the potty shed and you don't allow him to coach, does Tom have a problem now all of a sudden with authority? They got, and they moved Bruce Arians to appease Brady and imploded. The entire Buccaneer organization imploded. They fired eight guys today because of Brady. 
They want to appease him. They never did that shit in New England. And that's why they won six titles. You're going to fire all those guys for no reason. Brady's going to leave, and you're stuck with Kyle Trask. Congratulations. Or what I said a year ago, Jimmy Garoppolo. All of a sudden, Byron left, which sucks. Three straight division titles. Three years ago, they win the Super Bowl. Every year, they've been in the playoffs with Brady as Leftwich as the OC. Thousand-yard receivers everywhere, and he sucks all of a sudden. That's a misjustice right there. Byron's a good coach, and he's he's been labeled the scapegoat here. That's a shame. He can coach. Kyle Trask. In Tampa. Give me a break. He's got a nice story. I probably hate him because he's a gator. <laughs> okay? Honestly. But Byron Leftwich is a good coach. I, Byron Leftwich is a good coach, man. I mean, so Brady gets Leftwich fired because he – who's he want to bring in now? And by the way, I hope Bill O'Brien you, – you, why do you think Bill O'Brien – Xander, why do you think Bill O'Brien's going to get the OC job in um, New England? Why do you guys think? Well, because he's been there? Because he coached Mac Jones at Alabama. He coached Mac Jones. They're going to hire Mac Jones' coach from Alabama. Going to hire Keenan McCardle. Now, it's going to be a hefty price tag to get Bill O'Brien away from Nick Saban and to put him in a subservient role again. But Mac Jones, that was his play caller. He knows how to motivate Mac Jones. He's he's going to get that job because of only one reason, the investment that the Patriots made with the first pick or the first round pick with Mac. So they're going to go do what? They can't hire Saban. So they're going to hire Bill O'Brien. Familiar with the organization? Knows the structure inside the building? I don't know. Hey, we apologize about O.J. Anderson. Must have been a conflict or something. We hope to catch up with him. So, hey, listen. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. for you on the Rogan Show. Wednesday, Super Bowl week. I think Big Sills is going to be on the Rogan Show. How's that for you? Yeah. <laughs> we talk about everything. My wife goes, are you sure? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I think so. She goes, have you ever done like a um, hour sit down or two hours. I go, no, 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 no. This would be the longest interview I've ever done. Okay. Bruce goes, Sills, you need a new theme song. Dude, I am the theme song. Okay. I don't need guests, theme songs, widgets, gadgets, anything. I am Big Sills. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My hey, wait, wait a minute now, Bruce. My wife goes like this, so you know your daughter doesn't really like the dude. Okay, see, my wife and my kid have a completely different political view than I do, um, as you can imagine. And believe me, my aunt too. So we get into heated conversations at times. So I've had to apologize a few times to my daughter. 
So I'm like, you know, she's like, she goes, don't tell Diddy that you're going on Joe Rogan show. <laughs> I'm like, Joe Rogan's a really great UFC. She goes, if I were you, I'd hang on that end. <laughs> my wife, hey, my wife goes like this. If I were you, I would tell her that it's all UFC combat sports stuff. And it's going to be like, what was that show that I told you I met him at? Uh, um, Fear Factor. When we met each other, my wife... My wife met him at Fear Factor too. <laughs> You're right. Sorry, Matt. Sure. Hey, Bruce, are you under some sort of impression that I'm like the king of my own castle? Are you kidding me, man? I'm the court jester. Between my daughter and my wife, I'm like the I'm 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 the water boy. Are you kidding? When I go to my daughter's rugby games or i go to my wife's games i'm the water boy i'm the guy with the wagon pulling the water the food what else oh my god too and i gotta tell you man i get very embarrassed because these girls like they dress kind of like and i'm like i'm gonna walk away from this one here because you know you don't want to be creep factor whatever dude old man guy and I'm, I'm walking i'm like jesus so you know i i bring the i bring Cut up straw. I cut up strawberries and put them in a little bag for the girls so they can have them for energy, along with like uh, orange, orange peels. That's what I've been delegated to. Okay. That's that's kind of what I. I mean, you know, gotta wash my own clothes. I mean, UFC Brazil two eighty three. Yeah, I, you know what? You know, I, I I hey, get this so. Again, just so you know, my family, it's really weird because, you know, I know a lot of folks. So Dana goes, hey, what'd you think of the last fight? You know, what my wife said when she got up, when I got off the phone with him, she goes, what do you mean? The one with your wife? And I'm like, oh God, I'm so thankful you didn't even say that while I was on the phone with him. She's like, why? You ever call him out on it? Because you know, your daughter would. And she goes, don't use the excuse because they've done this before. I go, I'm not using any excuse. See, my what my daughter does is she brings up all my relationships with all the people like Sap and, and Michael Irvin and all these guys and guys that have had, as I call Dents and the Fender that were my friends. Hey, okay, wait a minute. Dank, here's the best one. How many of you guys would like to have Ray Lewis on the show? Okay, how many guys? How many? How many of you guys would like to have Ray Lewis on? Would you guys like to have Ray? And look, I can't even believe I'm saying this publicly. Would you guys like to have Ray Lewis on? I speak to Ray a lot. Ed reads and Ed, Ed, Ed's kind of busy. He's now taking over Bethune Cookman. Okay. Wait a minute, Dank. So here's my daughter. So I go winner because I kind of throw some guest ideas off of my wife. Hey, what do you think of Ray? She's like, Ray Lewis? Then I know my wife, because my wife produced my show for 20 years when I was syndicated nationally on Premiere and on Fox Sports Radio and all these other places. And she goes, Ray Lewis? So my daughter's in the other room. She, she comes walking in. She goes, hey, Dad, Ray Lewis, your friend? I go, yeah, Ray's my friend. She goes, didn't he kill somebody? My wife looks at me. I go, well, 
She goes, Dad, isn't there like a video of him in handcuffs and an orange jumpsuit in Atlanta? Well, um, the circumstances were, were, were this. She's like, oh, so you're going to quantify this. I can't wait to hear this. Well, he, he was exonerated. He was exonerated. And she's like, so, Dad, do you think he killed those people in Atlanta? I go, I'm not at liberty. <laughs> yeah. She goes, but wait a minute. I hear you shit all over other guys, man. Philly, you have no idea. I get the same shit from my family that you guys give me every day. Cody goes, Sills, your daughter sounds like a nightmare to talk to. Oh, Cody, are you kidding me? I'm on my P's and Q's. I'm the most subservient guy you could ever see. Are you kidding me, man? I'm in a submissive state my entire time when I'm talking to my kid. <laughs> His buddy did it. <laughs> oh, man. No, no. Hey, that ain't going to cut it. Not in my family. His buddy did it. I'll. Hey, you know what? I'm going to try that, Rogue. I'm going to try that. The people want Ray. Yeah. So my daughter checks out. She goes, you know, because I had um, on my uh, on my radio show, I did a radio show for a little bit a couple of years back. It was going nowhere. I hated it. Um, so I had on I had on Ray. My 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 uh, my daughter goes, no. So you had to kill her on. I said, no, that'd be Jerry Lee Lewis. She's like, no, your friend, the guy was in the orange jumpsuit. Isn't he a hurricane? Hey, can I please, God, just let me go away. Just, 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 just let me go away. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You guys are spectacular. Tomorrow is a football Friday. It's a championship Friday. Have a great one. God bless you. Tone, Xander, I'll catch you tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern, and we shall see you on the flip side. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.